What is up ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. Thigh Gap podcast episode number 10. 10th anniversary spectacular jubilee. I'm honored to welcome you. My name is Bogus Noog and with me is my co-host, the uneventful Being Brute. What is up Brute? What's going on? Everything is going on. We're moving on from the monotonous life of washing hands and face and everything else. Right. What's up with you, Bogus? Long time no see, so say. Nothing much, man. Everything's been going, you know, as per usual. Uh-huh. Work is uh, a boulder that rolls down the hill and then you carry it all the way up and then, you know, it just rolls back down and then wow, wow. you know, it's uh, Monday to Friday. Yeah. that's the description wow like i've never heard a more inconsequential description of somebody's week it is quite inso- inconsequential I actually know. Yeah. i know you know from the last episode i got the powers of prediction oh my god from our none other than lostradamus lostradamus a man of memory and we cut it out <laughs> <laughs> so bogus good to be back Pretty Great. quick to reach the Great 10th episode. Great to be back. Oh, yeah. Right? Just in 10 weeks. 10 weeks in 10 episodes. How does man. that math work? That math just shows one thing and one thing only. What's that? The amount of free time that we've got to do an episode every week. Don't say that, man. It makes me feel like I feel sad. It has no free yeah. time. In fact, like it's a borderline depressing thing. Oh, my right? God. I'm scratching the walls. My nails are peeling off here. But, yeah. uh stone on the heart moment mm-hmm. but uh, we have we are here nevertheless 10th yeah. episode soldier really decent stuff right a uh, lot of feedback lot of feedback and we got a lot of work to work on the feedback oh yeah uh, we haven't started it yet we're just now sorting it alphabetically yeah and yeah. then we will go and apologize to them categorically for yeah. giving them the chance to give that feedback categorically yeah. allegedly allegedly <laughs> Yeah, both of them together. Both of them. Unconditionally. So bogus. Mm-hmm. I think uh with the 10th episode our audience already know who we are. So let's not go deep into what we are. Right? Yeah, let's just get into it. Let's just get straight to the business. What is brute? What is uh-huh the measure of a man? Oh, I just when I thought you will say something else. Mm-hmm. You said exactly what I thought you would say. Wow. The measure of a man today's topic, ain't it? Yeah. Intense, intense. So, it's a very simple thing. You take a tape, mm-hmm. you know, make somebody stand to a wall. Right. Put a marker on top of his head. Okay. And then remove the man, mhm, right? And then take the tape, mhm. Um measure it from the mark to the floor. Right. It's a very simple 73 step process. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean it sounds simple enough. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. An average intelligence can execute that. But you tell me what is your definition of the measure of wheat flour to go in with the ratio of water to make the perfect roti. Oh wow. I think we can unlock the secret to that exact thing at the end of this episode. If anyone is interested to find out exactly the what answer, more reason do you need to stay till the end of this? The episode? answer to Bruce's question right there is at the end of this episode. 
Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. Stick with us, guys, as we go through measure of a man. What does it mean? Why is it important? How do you begin to improve on this aspect? And then, of course, at the very end, we have our notorious parcel section. Parcel section. Tring, tring. Oh, I just pulled off like the 30s radio show, dude, where everything <laughs> is done with mimicry and like just mouth. Cheap production thrills. <laughs> Intense. Uh-huh. Yee-haw! So measure of a man, uh, by definition, what uh, just to set the context, so yeah. we're both on the same page, right? Yeah. Is what is... Um, and it is not from an external perspective. It is not to say how is a man measured by other people, but it's more how do you measure yourself, you know? Oh, sweet. I was thinking, and this is with all due honesty, mm-hmm. I was thinking it is like how do you evaluate somebody who's across the table right? and know about them. Right. But you are saying it's not, there's no table. It's just like a mirror mm-hmm. and it's about you evaluating yourself. Yeah. So that's how you're looking at measure of a man yeah yeah it oh. is it is not an external thing although that is a different skill of its own like looking at people and reading them. yeah yeah but 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 we're not getting into that today it's so i got it it's tougher to read yourself yeah you so know, interestingly bogus now that uh, you've put it that way yeah i don't think i have any place in today's episode because i haven't prepared for that i prepared for the other one so let me just be a good audience and just, uh, you know, ask you questions of whatever you say. You can laugh, dude. Why the fuck are you holding like a laugh? You can cut it out anyway. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, right? No, I didn't see that coming. And <laughs> okay. We should not use that. Taking, taking it from the, from the one before that. Yeah. So, interesting that you say that, Bogus. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a lost art, I guess. Uh, I think we were speaking about it recently that, you know, there's so many things attached to actually measuring your own self. Mm-hmm. Uh, can And for the sake of the conversation, can I say measuring your own worth to start off with? Uh, I wouldn't say worth because it's not really going in that direction. It is not going in any specific direction. It is just to get a right, get the right measure of everything. And that includes worth. It includes... Um, the measure of your pride, the measure of your physical ability, everything, including worth. But doesn't you know? doesn't it become too vague? No, like, no. I mean, when you say everything, right? Like, don't you think? Okay, so so you me- tell measure me what, of yourself. Okay, it's more measure of yourself and everything that's related to you. Because everything is related to you. Okay, like, fair enough. From your perspective. Okay. So if you get the right measure of yourself as an individual, hmm. then what? kind of impact does that have on you you know is what we're going to more or less talk about when we go into the why is it important and how can we how do you go about it how do you go about it right fair enough so the definition as it is coming back to it it's just the measure your self-awareness right like how much do you know about yourself yeah how well do you know yourself yeah your limits and your your core principles that you would stand on no matter what and you will not give ground. So basically, you're saying your constitution. Your constitution. Yeah. But, you know, jokes part, the, it's also the thing 
like you have to know what are those things that you will stand ground on no matter what because usually we leave those things to a contentious kind of situation where there's some kind of a strife or riots or you know some war where we leave that those kind of decisions to those situations like mm-hmm. we'll cross that bridge when we get there okay i'll find out who i am as a human when i'm tested to that limit like am i going to save a life right or am i going to sacrifice another life to save my own you know what yeah, but which so, side of it am i going to be on so let's not get into circumstances right now no no i'm not getting into that yeah. just as an because example the led the length in which you were speaking about that i thought yeah you were getting into circumstances or you were trying to clear there yeah the i was just thing. setting the context yeah. that you need to know what your core principles are even in peace time you know you need just need to know what are those things that you honor the most and you will not compromise on so let me ask you what is your simplest definition of the measure of or or how do you identify your true self the simplest definition like don't i mean in the most simple language that you can put it how do you identify your true self yeah like how do you define your true self i don't think i can put that into words to like I seriously yeah i mean how do you define your true self i don't know okay so this is how i look at it uh. okay when the behavior or the thinking okay that you have as a person right yeah. or suppose forget about you i'll talk about myself mm. the the way i think okay or perceive things or or the kind of behavior i inculcate mm-hmm. when i have zero pressure on me mm-hmm. where i have zero influence which is technically when i'm alone yeah is what is my true self there okay. is no inhibition for me right yeah 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 so say that is my true self right now the goal is how do i take that person mm. in that solitary place right from that solitary place mm-hmm. to a place where it is crowded right right that is a whole concept mm. for me the measure of myself okay is about understanding um uh, how do i project my real self right in my head what i have the, the notion that i have in my mind right about who being brutus uh-huh. to everybody outside can that's, we say that is that is I one of the thing that's a very good example and it's a great leading question because um because with this whole measure concept right it is so three dimensional and all encom- encompassing that there rises it there arises another question to your question which is is it really the right thing to do to showcase exactly what your true self is in a crowd because a crowd brings with it many variables right so yeah. is it really the right thing to do or is there a better way to um present yourself in that situation taking all things considered see the question here is the right thing to do f- according to who for you, you know? i yeah. mean is it is there any risk to um let's just say you want something or there are some things that you want is yeah. there any risk to is there any risk of damage to what you want as a result of you being exactly who you are uh, in, as your true self mm. in those situations like because different people do different things when they are their true selves right see being true self doesn't mean 
so it's a very paradoxical statement right mm-hmm. suppose if you're if i as a person is a person who can adopt yeah who can who is flexible mm-hmm. in say embracing any kind of person mm-hmm. right then me changing my behavior for the sake of that one individual mm. is it me being myself or someone else it's being myself yeah for me because i'm flexible and i don't have like a set limitation yeah but what you said earlier which makes a much bigger impact is what is my foundation principle mm. if i am being someone else for the sake of a certain person mm. right because i want um uh, because i want him to believe that i am a certain person mm-hmm. then it is wrong according to me well if i am trying to be open for the fact mm-hmm. that hey i am doing this because you know this is not this is not generally how i am but it's okay i can make these adjustments for the sake so that you become comfortable right right then it's a fair conversation right? from my standpoint right. because i'm not cheating myself right. or neither i'm trying to wear a mask to you know you know trying to uh make make the situation be more constructive for me or more productive for me right right the agenda here is i have a job to do right for example see if i are a sales guy mm. you are you are pitching to the person who sitting across the table mm-hmm. in a way where he will understand yeah or the person will understand yeah for the merit of the job that you have to do right mm-hmm. it's it's not a question on your integrity Yeah. it's the merit of the job that you have to do so the conversation the context that you're s- sitting in is really important right in today's day and, day and age mm-hmm. but you should be really confident that that will not influence you on on the downside you know what i mean yeah so it's not it's not about who you're changing it for uh, or, or sorry the question is about who you're doing that for mm. if you're doing that for yourself for your betterment mm-hmm. or your constructive you know growth mm-hmm. then it's a fair fair argument like yeah you can absolutely you know have those flexibilities yeah i mean there are different roles to play so when there are different roles to play it only makes sense that we have to play them differently you know like when you're in your office you're a professional when yeah. you're speaking if i'm speaking with my father i'm not going to speak with him like how i speak with my friends right because there's a different uh uh you know tone. there's a different dynamic that all there's a different dynamic there. there's a different right. tone to the conversation true so and am i cheating my father by not really showing him all of my um or this am i cheating everyone else by being not being the same right. at all times i don't think so you know so because the intent behind it is not really to it's just you're being you're playing a different role right and so answering your question that is how it is you know it's as long as this so is the concept of you trying to take that persona yeah. that you have mm-hmm. in a room when you're alone to outside world right that's that's the game for me right how well you can take that persona how i see it as is just modulation of language in my case at least whatever changes i'm making i'm not really switching my opinions you know i'm not really changing myself to that drastic extent right. it is just the packaging right. the modulation of my language right. with my friends it's more unfiltered and it's more free flowing whereas with other people it is probably use a different tone appropriately right. you know um, presented correct but in both situations i'm trying to convey the same standpoint or basically this so that way there is consistency but it's only in the packaging or in the right right in the uh, communication but you know the funny thing about the whole thing is 
okay where do you think that this goes wrong like you know ev- i think broadly everybody wants to do that mm. correct broadly everybody wants to be like hey i want to be the same person be myself and etc 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 but somewhere it gets very tricky to execute that thought right? yeah so before we go into that question i think that would be that would come in as a part of why is it important you know i just want to set the definition again okay just in case we didn't do a good job of it first time around is that the measure of a man what we mean by that is how well do you know yourself how well have you measured yourself and how um, do you know everything about what you favor what you don't favor and do you know those things which you can let go and still survive and still be good or do you know the things which you can never let go and you can never compromise you right. know so do you know yourself to that extent because now we will go into why this thing is really important and this is all just only for those who, uh is just me and bro you know sitting down and having a chat and if there's anyone who does not or has not been exposed to any of this and is hearing it for the first time hopefully you know it sparks something there as well and it, yeah yeah so the intention is very simple yeah it's about uh, okay hey should i be taking more time out to for myself that's like the basic question right yeah and when i do actually take out time for myself what is it that i'm going to do for myself right yeah. so i think and coming back to the conversation that you was the way you are describing uh, what is the measure of man mm-hmm. it also answers where people generally go wrong mm-hmm. right or in a way yeah in a very in a very naked way i think there is a gap in understanding who we are right yeah. i mean we don't and i don't it's 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 relatively impract like impossible to you know a certain extent mm. to know exactly who we are i yeah, mean yeah. the million dollar question is who we are right yeah so all the spiritual things and everything do talk about like okay you need to know who you are and we don't know how to like what we have to know about who we are just like the other extreme is relatively impossible to not know anything about who you are because the older you get you will obviously keep learning things about yourself so even if at a very superficial yeah. level yeah. you will still have that that collection is your identity yeah you're always in like the middle at spectrum. the end of the day that's your ego yeah. the collection of who you are in right. your own perception right right but how well do you explore that is really the, the question. question yeah the big question and why is this important let's just let's go now into why okay it is important brute why don't you start why do you think uh it's very simple uh see why we need to know who we are according to me for my own personal experiences is it is for a better communication of your thought you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like to know where you are standing so that you can play your cards well it's like a chess game okay take take an example of a chess game right if you don't know where your cards where your where your pieces are mm-hmm. right you would not know what's the next move right say you go into a game midway yeah. you're obviously lost for a while you might lose out or you might make on the wrong moves and end up losing the game yeah right only imagine the game doesn't end at any point yeah. right you just have to take about it's just about making those right moves yeah. right so it's the same thing the the reason why it's important to have a measure of our own selves is for the fact 
for me it's very simple that if i don't have that then i don't know what i'm projecting out mm-hmm. right because again i'm i'm taking my example here right if if my agenda is to project a certain personality as mm-hmm. an individual mm-hmm. so that i want people to look at me in a certain way yeah for that to happen i need to know what is that certain way right right if if say let me take an example mm-hmm. right uh say imagine being brute is a funny guy mm. that's what being brute thinks about mm. then the question is how are people looking at being brute are people looking at being brute and also thinking the same thing right that means there is a certain accountability on me mm-hmm. as being brute to project that image that i'm a funny person and not at the cost and obviously there are always principles or there are foundation ethics or multiple things mm-hmm. that kind of combine to that thought Yeah and say like I want to be funny in order at the cost of anybody else or not at the cost of uh, somebody feeling bad about it or mm. etc etc mm-hmm. but primary like if if I had to put in a nutshell then yeah, that's the image I want to push across right, right. so if I don't know why mm. then like why should I do that or why if I don't get deep into understanding me yeah it becomes very tricky to do that right you are basically chaotic like people won't get anything out of you because you're yeah. trying so many things it's like juggling 10000 things at once and yeah. people don't know what to look at so you have to make the whole charade you know absorbable or mm-hmm. understandable by the people outside because they are coming from a very neutral place right and i'm sure everybody has this certain intent of projecting themselves as a certain person so right. because they're already in the act you need to make it easier for them the mm-hmm. question is how do you make it easier for them so that the peripheral things like building a certain trustworthiness building faith in you mm-hmm. or considering you as a person who's genuine all those things don't take a, don't take away a lot of time from them right mm-hmm. so it's only important for me to know why uh, i should be in a certain way so that everybody else will also see me in the same way right Right. Um for me it is why is this important? It's because this is something I notice this is something you notice a lot of us notice this right which is there is a certain cycle to things. Right. And you you're born the childhood is always fun that's how everyone almost at an average uh everyone al- uh, always remembers upon it fondly. Right. And then there is um your education and then you start working and then you see the degradation from there yeah. you start getting older there's a pattern. physically there's a generic pattern yeah there is a generic pattern and you also see there's a constant pattern of um the older generation passing on messages to the younger generation uh saying this is not how this should be done or you know like this is the right way to do yeah, things yeah there is there is a tweaking or correction yeah, of course there's an overbearing of this message like i i kept receiving through my childhood my mm. school college everything where people tend to say you should do this we are telling you because we went through the same thing yeah, we did yeah. not do it yeah. and we realized and you should do it yeah, and one why. who can't do teach <laughs> yeah and you know so we heard that obviously at brash young age right so our reactions to that was expected yeah to be expected and then radical yeah and now then you find yourself at a different place where you see another generation doing the same thing right 
and then you have your own earlier generation to think of your, right. your parents and all that stuff the same thing keeps repeating where even myself i have quite a few things to say to let's say someone at my workplace in my team right youngsters uh quite a few examples to pick where i really fucked up and i was like this is something you should avoid because this is something i did you right. know and this is what i learned out of it right so you take the advantage of it and you go past you know like it is almost like it is meant to be right yeah yeah i mean i mean the cycle never breaks it's the beauty of it at the same time it's the downside of it is that it doesn't break because you see this happening yeah time and again and you are always at some point of the process or the yeah. cycle yeah. or the other so now to think about like if my father or you know anybody who's elder than me mm-hmm. tell something about hey you you know brood this is what it is like mm. and i know you're going it in a certain way but trust me that's not how you do it right right it almost makes me stop yeah and kind of rethink saying that okay is that true okay because out of experience whatever these guys have told before kind of yeah came true in one way or the other yeah so now you are a little more smarter about actually kind of evaluating their suggestion yeah not necessary that you act upon it but you at least have kind of make sense that yeah you take uh, you put some stock into their opinion like yeah. you put some stock in their opinion right. so it gives you pause and you consider it but and there are cycles there are other cycles that again we all are aware of which is um you know problems with marriage yeah you know problems with parenting problems with growing up yeah. problems with the retirement life the midlife crisis the midlife crisis yeah and then the divorces yeah. you know and all of these things also that keep repeating right right it's all a bunch of regret and you know that's what it ends up right it ends up yeah. as regret as it's a baggage at the end of the day baggage as learning yeah. you know in some in some cases but the measure of a man why is it really important is if this thing is i believe that if this thing is considered carefully and studied and practiced or at least attempted hmm. someone attempts to practice it you can hope to break this chain of all of these cycles and you could make yourself one of the few exceptions where you get to avoid you get to not just avoid but you it's not just about avoidance but it's also about really making the most out of your life right which is you're not going through all these challenges but it's full of joy most of the time because of the re- kind of relations you have cultivated because of the kind of activities you have involved yourself into yeah so to put it in a simpler word right um why is it important is so that you can take calculative risk it's about a, on yourself it is you about know? your sense of judgment yeah about yourself or your actions or your about decisions about yourself about the world right. about any challenge or problem you're facing and you're trying to figure out a solution about any conversation that you're entering into or any negotiation where you're expecting a certain outcome for your betterment right, right. any of those situations when you're trying to woo a girl you're expecting her to agree to you know go out with you or right. anything anything that you want anything that you think you need you're going into it you're trying to put action into the world and try to achieve it right 
and there there are so many minute subtle decisions yeah. that you take that yeah. we all take and how do we know how to make sure we get the right decisions most of the time <laughs> if not all the time and how do we go about doing that and that that is why measure is important so there's another take to it okay there's another angle i would like to bring in okay and if you have any opinions about this particular approach right uh, i would suggest you keep it to yourself i don't care so there are two things on an average in everybody's life uh-huh. right so one is there is always this materialistic aspect of life yeah. right like i want a good car i want a good house and etc 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 the decent person to marry yeah. you know stable life stable income etc so there's always this materialistic aspect mm-hmm. where there's a lot of investment that you do mm-hmm. in planning that out right the other side of the coin is is how you are built to go behind that right right the machine you are building mm-hmm. to go behind that right and the reason why this is important according to me yeah is you you make a fine machine the output becomes evident yeah right so and we don't often really put a lot of fuel into this machine okay right like fuel like okay how do you or or why do i need a lot of willpower you know mm. it's all been spoken about peripherally but nobody really goes deep into it mm. why do i need to have a certain clarity of thought mm-hmm. it's understood peripherally yeah. nobody really executes it yeah right and why it is also important is so the machine can get rusted mm-hmm. in our case what is this rust or what is this thing that kind of corrodes us is stuff like anxiety mm-hmm. stuff like depression identity crisis etc 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 and all these are corroding elements to us right yeah. the moment they creep into us they take their own fucking sweet time to like do their job and go move out of our system and conditions that are more commonly prevalent now yeah. in these times than it was in the past yeah and and that's only fair because uh the circumstances are like that yeah right yeah we'll go deep into that which is the interesting point mm-hmm. because the conditions that you mentioned also play a huge part in this yeah. right yeah. so so the more you have assurance like you said the awareness of how do you know how does this work mm-hmm. right how does this whole fucking game work what is the rules that i have to play with right what are the rules which are in my favor what are the rules which are not in my favor mm-hmm. when you know these things right the simple point is the two things that happen one is you have a better understanding of your capability yeah right which is a huge question mark for everybody like mm-hmm. okay what is the ceiling for my capability right right and once you know that you will have a best, better pos- you are in a better position to take the right decision yeah which will not necessarily say satisfy everybody out there right but it will definitely have give you a lot of boost as an individual right yeah so you have more conviction in your decisions mm-hmm. you have more grit or all these things start working in your favor provided you take that decision from a better position yeah right and that is why we need to because it gives you that clarity of your perspective and helps you in multiple folds yeah it's just that some things like this are for some reason unhelpfully vague and unspoken about and you know they're not defined well there's no clear uh guideline or anything it's just if you're lucky enough to 
uh, get information from the right kind of sources right then you're privileged you get this privileged yeah. information and this you're knowledge you're a prodigy and you get this knowledge and then you have an advantage over uh, anyone else even though this was more of a look at yourself and not as a comparison with others but it's just more of a you thing you know what is the theory behind what what i feel is the theory behind why they are so vague mm. because this is probably the highest form of customized solutions you know because there is no one size fits all yeah. kind of a thing and uh, because it's so heavily dependent on how you go about it yeah it's very as subjective an individual, yeah right uh there is no way even for example if you have to come and tell me hey be, hey brute like mm. i want you to do you know i see that you are trying to do this a b c d so you have to go about it mm. it's not necessary that it will work for me yeah right yeah so so what do, how do we go about it then if there is no single one size fits all kind of a solution right how do we go about it that's I, like the second million dollar question i guess yeah yeah and i think there also the measure plays a huge part because it helps you even in knowing how to process feedback or how to process someone else's opinion on you right. or off you right and how do you take that in which is really that's the best thing about it it's like a solution that works for so many things almost everything the only solution is you knowing yourself at the end of the day how well yeah. have you explored yourself and uh, how well do you know yourself that itself determines how you um figure out the answer to that question yeah but the question is again is how do you go about it like so, where do you start right so one one of the most unspoken things or another kind of secret is how much of a role humility plays in all of this like without that right it is tough to that is where i think that that's a stumbling block where without that in place it is tough to make any of this work like it is it is tough to why do you say process that? it because if someone is giving you feedback right uh-huh. they could be abusing the hell out of you right it doesn't matter uh, how they package it from right. your perspective what is in your best interest in your best interest it is that if there's any value in that feedback no matter how it is being packaged right even if 10% of it right there is truth right you should be able to recognize that and you should be able to immediately delete the rest so you are evaluating instantly the worth of the entire thing and you are looking you are looking for truth in what they are saying if it is not if there's nothing like that if it is only personally motivated right then you right. know okay this is just a troll so okay that just washes off my back but if there's any truth right even if it hurts even if what they're pointing out is a valid thing it should obviously you should definitely not let it go because they have given you something that people don't offer freely that is honesty honest opinion yeah <laughs> and especially so about what you want to find out right it's exactly right. what we are so interested in knowing what other people think about us imagine if someone is coming at hurling the it at you with yeah. honesty yeah So let's just sidestep the you then, violence. You know but, but what happens? Uh, yeah. What happens if you do that? Say and this is something that I've faced quite often. Mhm. For me it really doesn't matter how it is packaged. Right. As long as 
you know there is a genuine intent behind it mm-hmm. even if it is hatred right if somebody genuinely hates me yeah yeah for me i'm like oh so this is why somebody would not like me yeah right yeah but when i do that to others when i see something and i say like hey you know what this is something which is awfully you know horrendously wrong about you mm. and i put it in my own way yeah right people complain about the packaging the first thing that They, comes yeah, out yeah. their mouth yeah. is you could have said it better like there is what like how does that help i mean i don't know uh i don't know how it is i mean i feel that it's you you can't you you shouldn't be too sensitive to these things you know i mean you should go by and but again it's a debatable thing yeah, that I've, I've, there are people who say that yeah if you package it better people will actually give you value right but then there's another problem with it they uh-huh. take it for granted you sugar coat something yeah. right people they like yeah it doesn't you know it's okay it's fine not yeah. a big deal and what you're doing exact when you're being blunt yeah. is you're trying to convey in exact terms yeah what you think exactly right right so you're trying to perfect your measure in your communication right because you want them to get the same idea right you want them to know what they're doing is 60% embarrassing to them or yeah. 80% embarrassing yeah. to them or yeah. is it just 20% right they need to figure out exactly where it is right so there is no there's not much value given to that and like you said is rather complaining about the packaging yeah and i feel that's the first defense system right yeah the the first thing the moment somebody says like you could have said it you could have said it and it's not necessarily that person mm-hmm. it might be somebody related to them also yeah right they come up to you and like dude i've heard what you said mm-hmm. and you know what that was so mean and like but that's what i feel yeah. i mean that's what i felt and i don't have another version to it yeah so whatever it is that's what i put out there and then they like i we get what you're trying to do but you could have said it better the moment they said that it's like you are protecting this person for no reason yeah. like this person has to know it at some point mm-hmm. and you know and a harsh word it's a huge favor actually yeah it's a huge favor right it's, yeah. a, it's i mean a harsh word is better than the life kicking you in the butt you know because life doesn't has a nice way of putting things to you i mean a half a harsh word is better than the polished lie or yeah. the polished anything anything right it has to be so authentic that that is okay that is where i get stuck as to okay how do you go about this yeah and forget about what you tell it to people but it's a interesting thing that you say humility what i would like to add upon to it is openness yeah you know humility has to be combined with a certain aspect of uh i use the word gullibility which is highly debated about right. but i say gullibility is something which is important to have mm-hmm. because if you're gullible right your mm-hmm. your 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 approach to accepting feedback or looking at feedback right. is unbiased it's it's not it's not kind of filtered to you you just take it in as it is yeah. right uh and then and then you try to figure out what you have to do the the point at the beginning i feel is humility will just first of all put you in that position to get feedback yeah and then gullibility which is a close second according mm-hmm. to me will allow you to absorb that feedback yeah so you know? humility where it helps is when you go into a situation where you're waiting to hear someone's feedback hmm. or you just gave a job interview and yeah. now you're waiting to hear the results right whenever you're in that situation right right the humility part of it always reminds you that you ain't shit you know yes you're special in your own way but also there is another angle in which you true, ain't shit true and uh, 
just around the corner there's someone who is better than you who's smarter than you yeah. who's funnier than you yeah. whatever variable is important to you right they are more than you right you know right. who's richer than you in better looking whatever it is whatever might be the scale yeah. right yeah just around the corner right and that never stops right you keep searching corners you keep finding these people yeah so it tells you that everyone has their own place you know yeah. there's no need to rush or uh, you know there's no need to chase a competition or a measuring contest first of all it's not a competition because it's not i don't a think it's a competition yeah. so this is another thing that i would like to highlight yeah when it comes to you or me individually mm. Mm. we it's a very important thing to establish that there is no competition it's not a race yeah the moment you talk about making or make it a race or a competition in your head right mm-hmm. you are trying not to get the best solution yeah. you are trying to get the fastest solution that's not the game you know in a way it's not even fastest solution it is a how do you skip the whole solution <laughs> sometimes it's just the ego rush like what is giving you that because you are going behind it for an the e- dopamine effect yeah the because if you're competing then it's an ego thing right right so so it's not a race let's put it out there yeah it's not I, a competition it's not a competition it's it's it's, it's do it yourself at your home in your own free time types yeah yeah right but do it <laughs> like don't avoid it do it yeah so back to your example of why the humility was there in that first of all and it's a, it was about respond or taking feedback right yeah it is that you remember your place Yeah and you remember that uh you're not I mean you you still have a, you're flawed like everyone else yeah just like everyone else right so when someone tells you they don't like it and they're not packaging it uh, well also you still try to look for the main core or the crux of that message right if there's anything that is constructive that you can work on right or if there's any truth to it first of all right if right. there is no truth to it then that that, that itself is door closed yeah you're just going to let it flow away i mean you can see yeah this but is basically just you always thank them for the feedback because they did a favor by letting you know what they think yeah and but you're not obligated to tell them if you agree or disagree with it the feedback i just look at it as you take it and like, thank you thank thanks for letting me know what you think but i'm not going to come back to you with an answer or try to clarify myself you know i just needed the feedback and yeah they gave the feedback you know i now let's not make this into a debate and even they won't enjoy it becoming a debate right, right? so you just ask them for the feedback and because if they're really honest then it is also a little bit unpleasant you know yeah for everyone involved right so just take it and go and then do with it as you please like use your own measure or sense of judgment to validate it to see if there's any truth delete the garbage if everything is garbage then delete the whole thing right so yeah fair point yeah right whatever is uh, valuable take that and act on it right and bogus nook i think it's in the last six episodes is the first time i'm taking a full name Right. Bogusnog. Bogusnog. Let's just get down to the parcel section. Let's go. Let's go. So, my recommendation for the 10th episode, which is an anniversary episode. Right. Uh claps to us. <laughs> is there's a beautiful movie called Seven Years in Tibet. Mm. Uh it's uh, it starts Brad Pitt mm-hmm. and it's a real life story. It's an inspira- inspiration from a real life story. 
where a person called Henry Hamrich, if I'm pronouncing his name right, mm-hmm. is an Austrian person who was a mountaineer. Okay. And uh, and this was just before the brink of World War Two, where Germany and Austria kind of send like a team of uh, expedition guys, right, to climb Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Right, because that was the norm back then. That I mean, the way the the countries were making their own names were, pin, you know, reaching the pinnacle of uh, height and depth and etc. etc. Right. Yeah. So, so he already is this uh, very popular celebrity in Austria, where all the country Eastern Europe countries knew who this guy was, mm. saying that he's one of the best mountaineering experts that any of the Eastern Europe countries have produced right and uh, they go to uh, they go to himalayas to mm-hmm. climb uh, himalayas mm-hmm. and the story is basically about how these guys get lost and uh, they decide to come down because some avalanche and some problem happens mm-hmm. and once the moment they get down they get to know that uh, the world war has started and everything is shut okay right it's a proper lockdown and nobody can move anywhere and they are sitting in india someplace right and uh, the word goes that british is now against germany and they're fighting against each other mm-hmm. now because these guys were german citizens or you know the european uh, austrian citizens austrian yeah uh, they have to be jailed or they have to be kind of put in the jail okay. and then they carry them and these guy this guy is so the beauty of this is uh, i'll not go any deeper into the story mm-hmm. but i'll just give you another gist this is the story of how this very arrogant very snobbish austrian celebrity who's played by brad pitt mm-hmm. became very close friends to dalai lama okay and it's a true story okay and apparently even till recent till the passing away of uh, henry uh, he and dalai lama were constantly in touch and were always thick of thick of friends mm-hmm. and dalai lama was just a kid he was just initiated as you know the, the dalai lama right and uh, and he was super cocooned mm-hmm. uh, in tibet yeah and somehow Uh, he and peter is another person who was with henry who both got uh, accommodation in the tibetan uh, what is the you went to tibet right what is that place lhasa yeah lhasa lhasa yeah so they get they get accommodation in lhasa mm-hmm. and uh, somehow dalai lama as a kid want was very curious about this guy because he's he had blonde hair right and he wanted to meet him in person mm. and uh, Dalai Lama's intention was to know about the world because he was very curious and inquisitive. Right. So through through Henry, he wanted to know about the world outside Tibet. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story goes about how it is happening and all. Brad Pitt in this movie, yeah. I think, is overshadowed for his acting skills. Okay. Because he does such a beautiful uh, characterization of an Austrian. First mm-hmm. of all, with the dialect, and the second thing is. with his whole behavior mm-hmm. he's snobbish he has a very bad married life and blah 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 and uh, the way he portrays that guy who's irritable and yeah. who's 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 you know who's not really invested in the marriage who doesn't care about his wife right. and when he's leaving for the expedition it mm-hmm. was a four month expedition his wife is carrying at that point mm-hmm. and he just doesn't care about it mm-hmm. and that i felt was a very beautiful portrayal of a character and i was actually amazed that uh, Brad Pitt is not spoken highly about his characterization mm-hmm. as highly as uh, a Matt Damon or or a or a Tom Cruise is done you know i mean later on he was always looked at as this poster boy or a pretty boy but there were few movies after vi- after watching this movie i realized that there were so many other movies that Brad Pitt actually did a great job in acting yeah, yeah. not just as looking pretty 
there is i mean i don't want to use those names of those movies but one of the recent one which i think a lot of people have seen is inglorious bastards yeah uh, and snatch which is yeah. another very cult movie fight club is another one where suddenly i realized this there's a string of movies that brad pitt has done which yeah. are so beautiful as a character mm-hmm. that somehow they're not being spoken about no, i, I, I wonder why that is the case i think they do get spoken about and uh he, he has shown enough work to show he has done enough work to show that he's not just a a looker yeah. yeah but just the thing is in society on a grand scale appearance you just can't ignore the impact of appearance yeah. you know this yeah. that superficial appearance yeah. it just takes first we are victims of visual yeah beauty. stimulus yeah, yeah stimulus. so it just takes precedence over everything but uh Yeah, but anyone who watches his movies can see that this guy is yeah. also so really good. So, 7 years of Tibet, guys. 7 years in, in Tibet, right? 7 years in Tibet. Yeah. Uh, speaking beautiful of, movie. You should check it out. Yeah, speaking of being in Tibet, it's so sad that Tibet is not in Tibet anymore right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, this is also... Tibet is in Dharamshala right now. Yeah, the, the movie also covers how the, the Chinese kind of encroach mm-hmm. and try to kill the culture of Tibet and all that and yeah. etc etc mm-hmm. but i don't know how much of that is a fact or whether it I've was made it. for the movie but no i'm eyes. saying like the actual this thing yeah. i don't know if it was the actual history of how that happened yeah yeah uh, or was if it was just made for the movie sake or whatever yeah but it's also a book this is the seven years of uh, seven years in tibet is is a book written by henry about his experiences in tibet so yeah you got to Check it out if you have not already seen it. Yeah, a very quick side parcel I want to give like a chutney packet. This is if anyone goes to Maklod Ganj, make sure you visit the Tibetan Museum in Maklod Ganj. It is one of the best museums I've ever been to in my life and it's only two floors in a small building. Risking people's life. Your suggestion yeah is risking people. you want people to travel at this time. No, not at this time. I mean later. If yeah. You, if you hear, he, so if you're you should say whenever now, you go to Lipkin whenever Lipkin. you go, if you go to Maklod Ganj, make sure you don't miss that place because it is curated with so much love and care. Yeah. The amount of work they've done to make sure their story, they've put their story entirely on walls, wrapping around the place. So yeah. you just go around these two floors, and you get. There's also a video that you can watch. That's a documentary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, enough about that. Anyways, but that's about it. The most important thing to remember is thigh gap. Subscribe and share. And share, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow this podcast on Spotify to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. We're also on Apple Podcasts for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit. If you liked what you heard, leave us a five star rating and a comment. say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog a rating and a comment really helps us out it's free and i'm told that's a great price but enough about us huh tell us about yourself leave us a comment our twitter is @thigap and we are _thigap on instagram